Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. You can also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take on NFL Salary Cap and Contract Matters. This time around, we're going to take a look at the new contract for Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts and the impact it's going to have on the quarterback market. Um, This morning... Um, it was reported that Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts agreed to a five-year, $255 million contract extension, which averages $51 million per year. This makes him the NFL's highest-paid player by average yearly salary. He joins Aaron Rodgers in the $50 million per year uh, club. Um, Rodgers was the highest-paid player. On a three-year contract averaging $50,271,667 per year. There's $110 million fully guaranteed at signing. And the total guarantees are $179.304 million. Now, the $110 million fully guaranteed at signing is the third most ever in a contract. Uh, obviously, there's Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed contract at $230 million, which is number one. The extension Russell Wilson signed uh, right before the start of the regular season last year, um, September, early September, had $124 million fully guaranteed at signing. Now, the $179.34 million in overall guarantees, that is the second most in NFL contract, obviously behind Deshaun Watson's uh, fully guaranteed contract. Uh, previously, second place had belonged to Russell Wilson with $165 million. Kyler Murray had $160 million, which was an overall guarantees. By that, I mean what's guaranteed for injury that can become fully guaranteed. Now, in Murray's case... There was another $29.5 million, which did not have any injury guarantees. That could become completely secure at some point in time during the latter years of the contract. That um, would mean the amount that could be guaranteed would be $189.5 million. If you're going to apply that standard to it, then we're going to have to say that Russell Wilson has... 205 million, not 165 million, just because of the way his 2026 base salary works. There was 5 million that becomes guaranteed for injury, becomes fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the 2025 league year, and any one year of 6% playtime and some other conditions where the whole $40 million base salary in 20 in 2026 could become fully guaranteed if he satisfies certain conditions. So 165 million, as far as I'm concerned, Wilson was second place, Murray third place, 160 million. Now Hertz is second place. So 
Um, tremendous contract for Jalen Hurts. Hurts was a 2020 second round pick. He was heading into the final year of his contract. He was scheduled to make $4.304 million, which consisted of a $4.204 million base salary and a $100,000 workout bonus. His cap number was scheduled to be $4,789,486. Now, um, some of the other things that have been reported about this deal was, one, he has a no-trade clause, which is kind of almost standard fare with some of these high-end contracts, although Aaron Rodgers does not have a no-trade clause. It's the first one the Eagles have ever given out. Um, his signing bonus is $23.294 million. Um, the expectation is he's going to have a league minimum base salary. Now, assuming these, I haven't seen the contract, so assuming that's accurate, then if you have this $23.294 million signing bonus and his base salary drops to his league minimum of $1.01 million, that means his cap number will be raised by $1,364,800 because the signing bonus of twenty three. $0.294 million gets prorated for the first five years, 2023, 24, 25, 26, 27. And the proration in each of those years, $4,658,800. And that means his new cap number is going to be $6,154,286. Now, if you take that signing bonus and give minimum base salary, which was what one of the reports said, that means he's going to be making $24.304 million in 2023, and he was supposed to make $4.304 million. That means he's getting $20 million in new money this year. Something else that was reported that he has $6 million in new money through the first new year, in cash through the first new year. That means that his second year, that means he's going to be making $44 million uh, next year. Now, I haven't seen the contract. Uh, probably by the end of the week, I, I will. Once someone has it, the um, full structure is going to be reported. But um, there's a certain way Philadelphia does contracts, particularly at the high end. Every team has a DNA or uh, signature print on how they structure contracts. Now, I would be shocked if the Eagles did not use the a double option bonus structure of Jalen Hurts' extension. That's become Philadelphia's preferred structure with lucrative extensions of rookie contracts. That is the structure they did, they used with A.J. Brown's contract that they did with him when he was traded last year during the first round of the NFL draft from the Tennessee Titans. They used it with Dallas Goddard when he was in his middle of his contract year and they extended him after Zach Ertz was traded. It is what they did with Jordan Mulata, and it's what they did with Josh Sweat. So, um, knowing that he's got a $44 million as his compensation in 2024, we can deduce what his cap number should be in 2024 with this double option bonus structure. So, we know that he's got already $4,658,800 signing bonus proration for 2024 regardless. Now, typically what they'll do is they'll give you your league minimum base salary and the rest in the option bonus. An option bonus is 
treated like signing bonus on the salary cap beginning in the year that the option will be exercised. Typically, the window for the first option is the first through the 10th day of the 2024 league years when the option has to be exercised to pick up um, a later year in the contract. This contract runs through 2028, so probably to pick up the 2027 contract year. And the second option in 2025 be to pick up the 2028 contract year. So next year, um, Hertz's league minimum base salary is going to be $1.125 million, which suggests to me the option bonus would be $42.875 million, which would be prorated 2024, 25, 26, 27, and 28. Now, even though the um, options haven't been picked up, the presumption is that they will, so you prorate through the option years. So right now you're prorating 23, 24, 25, 26, 27th signing bonus, even though 2027 is probably the first option year. Now, they may, what Philadelphia does, as well as they stick voiding dummy years at the end of contracts as well. Uh, what what they'll do is that gives them the right to uh, kick the can down the road, and they kick the can down the road better than anybody else, along with the Saints, so when they do a salary conversion. But 2024 cap number should be his $1.125 million base salary, $4,650,800 in signing bonus proration, an option bonus proration of $8.575 million, which means his cap number should be $14,358,800 in, in 2024. Now, what's going to happen in this type of structure is the cap numbers are going to be relatively low um, in 2023, 2024, and 2025. The 2023 cap number is only going up by $1,364,800 if the reports are accurate. Having a cap number under 14.5 next year, pretty good for a starting quarterback. And then you'll probably have a jump in the cap number in 2025 because you're going to have two sets of proration. Um, already built into the process. But still, it's going to be a fairly manageable cap number. And we'll look at A.J. Brown as to how, as an example of how this works. A.J. Brown has minimum base salaries in 22, 23, and 2024 in his contract. His signing bonus was $23,234,471. And option bonus for this year, pick up an option for his um, 2027 year. So they picked up, they stuck voiding dummy years. So maybe it's going to be picking up 29 and 30 um, for Hertz instead of 27 and 28. But option bonus of 10.17 million. Second option bonus next year, 19.125 million. But Hertz's cap number in 2022. $5,685,614. Cap number in 2023, $8,318,894. Cap number in 2024, $12,428,894. Cap number in 2025, that's where the jump starts. $26,553,894. Then a bigger jump in 2026, $41 million. $553,895. So I suspect you're going to see not necessarily these numbers, but the concept. Low cap number for Hertz, 
obviously this year, low cap number next year relative for quarterback in 2024. Cap number 2025 gets bigger, but still going to be manageable. First big jump is 2026, then a bigger jump in 2027, and then 2028. Uh, Brown did a four-year extension as opposed to the five that um, Hertz did. Now, they're also um, reported to be $15 million of incentives in the contract. Now, I suspect that they're not incentives but salary escalators because the Eagles, for the most part, do salary escalators, rarely do incentives. Now, when Carson Wentz signed his deal, I think that was 2019, I believe it was, when Carson Wentz signed his deal, it had $16 million in salary escalators. Um, Hertz has $15 million of upside, which means the new money average can be as high as $54 million. It's $51, but if you hit everything, it's uh, $54 million. Now, I'm assuming the upside for Wentz may have been a model for the upside, which is in Hertz's contract, which we'll find out. He had $5 million in escalators, which were based on him being MVP or NFL Offensive Player of the Year. He had another $6 million in Pro Bowl escalators, and then he had another $5 million in playtime and Super Bowl um, escalators where he had to play 70% of playtime in the regular season. And the Eagles had to win the Super Bowl. So um, probably has – I wouldn't be surprised if that was really what the upside was based off of. And its, and it's incentives as opposed to um, escalators. Now, it's a five-year extension. Uh, I thought that it hurts might go for a four-year extension as opposed to a five-year extension. Um, four-year extensions used to be the norm for – quarterback deals pre-Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes did a 10-year extension he had two years left on his rookie contract in 2020. The year before, uh, you had Russell Wilson do a four-year extension when he became the highest-paid player with the Seahawks in his contract year. Uh, you had Aaron Rodgers become the first $35 million per year quarterback when he did an extension. I mean, actually, in 2018, Rodgers did a, did a uh, four-year extension. 2019, Wilson did a four-year extension. Jared Goff and Carson Wentz did four-year extensions, but uh, they had two years left on the rookie contracts. It was after year three that their first-round picks had the fifth-year option. Um, Deshaun Watson, after uh, Patrick Mahomes, did a four-year extension, his original deal, the one to Texans. But you also then I had Josh Allen do a six-year extension. The most recent high-end deals at the t- near the top of the market, you had Rodgers do a three, three-year deal. Um, but you had Kyler Murray, five-year extension. You had Russell Wilson, five-year extension. He had two years left, so five new years. Murray had two years left, five new years. I thought he might do a four as opposed to a five. Now, that's probably the biggest concession that um, Hertz made in this deal was giving the Eagles a, a fifth year. Now, this is a deal that pretty much has been expected ever since um, the media day with the Super Bowl because Jeff, Jeffrey Lurie basically said 
that they were sold on Hurts and he had nothing left to prove to be viewed as a long-term solution at quarterback. And he was just what they were looking for. So him getting done and being the first quarterback done um, this offseason from guys on rookie contracts is not a surprise. Plus, that's kind of the Eagles' M.O., and it's been that way for a long time. Um, Harry Roseman, who was mentored by uh, the executive vice president, general manager of the Eagles, who was mentored by former longtime president Joe Banner, started that practice um, when he was running the franchise. They'd lock up core players, won't advance a free agency, and the Eagles have continued that practice uh, with um, Jalen Hurts. Now, some people might be a little surprised he's the highest-paid player in the league. I'm not. I figured worst-case scenario for him was going to be becoming the second-highest-paid player, which is Russell Wilson at $49 million per year. Wilson signed a five-year, $245 million extension during the 2022 preseason. So I figured worst-case scenario was $49 million, but probably, and if, and if he didn't, top Aaron Rodgers, he hit 50. Figured 50 would probably be the minimum. And he's at 51 million per year to potentially be 54 million per year. Now, it's a 1.5% increase over um, the Rodgers average. So, this is the type of deal that um, I was really anticipating for um, Jalen Hurts. Plus, um, kudos have to go to his agent, Nicole Lynn, the uh, biggest deal ever done by a female agent, which is in a predominantly in a male-dominated world. So hats off to Nicole Lynn for getting the uh, deal done for uh, Jalen Hurts. So what does this um, Hurts deal mean for the uh, quarterback marketplace? Well, the three guys that um, come to mind in terms of it, the deal potentially having effects or ramifications. Now, first one we'll talk about is Lamar Jackson. It's going to mean less to him than it will for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And here's why. Um, we already know that Lamar Jackson had been looking at that Deshaun Watson deal as a benchmark. And by all accounts, had wanted a fully guaranteed contract. Well, Hurts didn't get a fully guaranteed contract, was never going to get a fully guaranteed contract from the Eagles. If Hurts had wanted a fully guaranteed contract, he'd been playing out his rookie contract. And probably having to play on two franchise tags and go the uh, Kirk Cousins route in order to try to get a fully guaranteed contract where he would not be getting it until 2026 when he was unrestricted. Now, Lamar Jackson turned down an offer when negotiations were cut off right before the start of the 2020 regular season. It was $250 million, five-year extension, um, average $50 million per year. There's 133 fully guaranteed at signing. Now, the piece that was not originally reported, which has since been clarified, was how much was guaranteed for injury at signing where it was going to convert to fully guaranteed at some point, because there's no way that the Ravens were going, at the time I was saying, there's no way the Ravens were going to do something for Lamar, where it was just the full guarantee, and 
that was in the total guarantee one is going to be more given how they've structured deals for everybody else at a high end. Ronnie Stanley, uh, Marlon Humphrey, Mark Andrews, and then subsequently Roquan Smith. Turns out that the injury guarantee is under $75 million. So, um, and then another $25 million that could become guaranteed, uh, it wasn't guaranteed for injury, March 2026, which is modeled after that Kyler Murray $29.5 million. So, $200 million that could be guaranteed. Only $175, not only, but $175 million was guaranteed for injury at signing. So, here are the takeaways from Hurts' deal. That they're probably going to have to top $51 million per year. They're at 50 They typically, the Ravens typically don't like to set a market, even though they did that with Roquan Smith. What their MO had been is, we won't make you the highest paid guy, but we'll give you, we'll make you the second highest paid guy, or the third highest paid guy, but we'll give you phenomenal structure, which is what they did with Mark Edwards on his four-year extension, or we'll give you guarantees that are far superior to everybody else, which was Ronnie Stanley, because Ronnie Stanley's deal averaged $19.75 million per year on a five-year extension, whereas Larry Tunsil was a 22, but he still has the most amount of total guarantees and full guarantees for an offensive lineman, even though that deal was done in 2020. But I suspect for Lamar, one, they'll have to make a concession to go above the $51 million. The injury guarantee is now below um, Hertz's $179.304 million, so they have to top that. As far as what was reported, we don't know if Hertz has any additional money, which becomes guaranteed. So, uh, one thing we did later find out is that maybe Lamar does not need a fully guaranteed contract, but wants to top the total guarantees of Watson. He's probably going to have to give on that because more and more that Watson deal looks like an outlier. So if there's going to be a long-term deal done, um, it's probably going to be more along the lines of a standard traditional deal for Lamar Jackson. Hertz has a traditional contract. I suspect Burrow and Herbert will have have a traditional contract, but it'll have less of an impact on him than it will the other two guys. And the reason I say that is Burrow and Herbert were in the same draft class, 2021st round picks, whereas Hertz was a 2022nd round pick. Now, I don't know which one of these two gets done first, Burrow or Herbert. They are both have open contract discussions, but we do know that as soon as the Bengals were eliminated, <laughs> they made it very clear that he was going to be a priority this offseason. Burrow was. They don't necessarily have to do it. And that was when they lost to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Um, Burrow scheduled to make uh, $5,545,018 this year on a $11,550,043 cap number. His fifth-year option is $29.504 million. Um, has to be picked up by the May 2nd deadline. Now... There are some unique challenges, so to speak, with the um, Bengals deal, which relates to the structure. This is a, He's not going to get a fully guaranteed contract either. That's not happening. But 
the Eagles, not the Eagles, the Bengals in the dark ages when it comes to structuring contracts for veteran players. Um, they are one of two teams where the only guaranteed money is a signing bonus. That the Bengals don't do traditional base salary guarantees. What they will do is they'll give you a third or fifth day to league year roster bonus in the second year. If it's a big enough deal, the third year, which is not guaranteed, which is supposed to substitute for additional guarantees. So the overall guarantees typically are less in Bengals deals than in comparable deals. If you try that with Joe Burrow, you are not getting a deal done. You're going to have to do what Pittsburgh did. Um, Pittsburgh used to be one of these teams, which was like the Packers and the Bengals. The Packers have made one exception for Aaron Rodgers. So they're going to have to make a Joe Burrow exception for him in Cincinnati, like Green Bay did with Aaron Rodgers, where he had traditional salary guarantees and nobody else did. Pittsburgh didn't do that until T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt, when he became the league's highest paid non-quarterback in 2021, they gave him $80 million fully guaranteed signing, which is still a record for non-quarterbacks. So, um, I suspect that the Bengals are going to have to set a new precedent in order to get a deal done where he's got traditional guarantees. Now, would they make him the highest paid player? Well, there's a precedent that they would. Um, that a guy that was the first overall pick, just like uh, Burrow was in 2020, 17 years earlier, Carson Palmer. And right before the end of his third regular season in 2005, and back then rookie contracts could be extended after two years, they made Carson Palmer the league's highest paid player. So Justin uh, Jalen Hurts' reign as the highest paid player in the league will be short-lived because Joe Burrow will top him based on what they did for Carson Palmer. So the only question is, will it be a five-year extension? As I was saying earlier, the other ones have been four years. Now, this will apply to um, Justin Herbert as well. Um, what I'm about to say. Uh, Hertz is under contract for six years through 2028. Now, Burrow and Herbert have two years left on their contracts thanks to the fifth-year option. In order for them to be up at the same time as Hertz, they can only do a four-year extension. Six total contract years. Two existing plus four is six. Hertz, Contract year plus five new years, six. That'd be a point I'd be making as the agent, that I want to do a four because I don't want to be tied to you any longer than Hertz is. Same for um, Herbert. And the reason is that the new media rights deals are really going to kick in. $113 billion over 11 years, and you're going to have an influx of gambling revenue. Uh, all the money that you had to borrow from the future because of the COVID year should be paid back. Um, I think at the end of this year, if not, it'll be 2024. And the cap's going to start really increasing substantially. So you want to be in the best position possible um, to take advantage of that. In order to do that, you really want to give up no more than four years. And particularly because you already have two years left on your contract, um, it means more to do a four-year extension for Burrow and Herbert than it does for Hertz. Now, 
I don't know which one of these two goes first, um, Burr or Herbert, but I suspect it's going to be kind of what happened with um, in 2018 with Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack. Um, both these guys had to play through four years, and then they were heading into their fifth-year option. We both knew they were going to be the first $20 million per year non-quarterbacks. We just didn't know who would come out on top. Aaron Donald did a deal um, right after all the preseason games were done. And he signed for $22.5 million per year. The ink was barely dry on his contract, and then when Khalil Mack was traded from the Raiders to the Bears, it shows you how quickly a deal can get done. It took less than 48 hours to get that deal done. And Khalil Mack came in at $23.5 million per year. So whichever one of these two goes last will have the higher average. They're both going to end up being the highest paid player in the league at some point. It's just a question of which one is at the end of these two. Because I'm, I'm anticipating Lamar Jackson is not getting a deal done. Um, unless he's willing to make substantial concessions. So Herbert's is a little unique to me. From the standpoint that he's got something he can point to <laughs> that uh, may make this negotiation a little more difficult. He's he was a sixth overall pick in 2020 and was offensive rookie of the year in 2020. He individually, the stat compiler has the most passing yards ever for a quarterback's first three NFL seasons at 14,089. 94 touchdown passes are second behind Dan Marino in his first three years. But they don't really win. They're 25 and 24 in the 49 games he started. They blew a 27-point lead to the Jaguars in a wildcard playoff game they lost. They had not won a playoff game in his three years. Burrow has gotten to a Super Bowl. Burrow has five playoff wins, but that's not going to matter. If he goes after Burrow, he'll top him. He's scheduled to make $4,234,275 this year on an $8,456,876 salary cap number. Has the same fifth-year option as Burrow at $29.504 million. And Tom Telesco, the general manager, called exercising it a formality. Now, here's he's not getting a fully guaranteed contract either. That's out of the question. This is a family-run business, the uh, Chargers, owned by the Spanos family. There is no way possible they could ever re- meet the NFL's archaic funding rules where you basically got to stick all the future guarantees in escrow. They can't top that kind of cash. They couldn't even pay his signing bonus in a lump sum. Signing bonus was $16,890,004. Wasn't paid in a lump sum. It was paid in four installments. The last installment came on March 15, 2021. Not going to be a fully guaranteed contract here either. Another deal which isn't going to help Lamar Jackson's case. So you're going to have three rookie contracts, no fully guaranteed contract. So Deshaun Watson's going to look more like an outlier. But... There's going to be one potential problem I see for Justin Herbert deal. Because I know if I represented him, I would be shoving what you did for Joey Bosa down their throat. The Chargers' throat. Now, what does Joey Bosa have to do with anything? Well, in 2020, they made Joey Bosa 
the highest paid non-quarterback by decent margin. Averaged $27 million per year on a five-year extension. And had great cash flow. It was a player-friendly structure. He still has the most overall guarantees for a non-quarterback at $102 million. And $78 million was fully guaranteed at contract. At signing. Which at the time was the most. It's now second to T.J. Watt. But man, it is a player-friendly structure. That after each of the new years, man, it's great cash flow. So... The highest paid guy was Miles Garrett, who hadn't, it hadn't been that long ago when he had signed, then Bosa topped him. He's a $25 million per year. That's an 8% increase. So, if I'm his agent, I'm like, hey, you're doing for me what you did for Bosa. I play the more important position. We're similarly situated as far as I would be concerned. Um, Bosa was NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. But then had some durability concerns. Um, they waited until he was heading into his um, option year to get the deal done. So um, he played four years. That's because of the injuries, or they would have done it sooner. So if you can do this for a non-quarterback, I'm the face of the franchise. I want eight percent more than the highest-paid guy. So let's say he goes second. And it's Hertz, who's at fifty-one million. That's basically going to put him at fifty-five million. That I would keep hammering that point home. That you've got to treat me at least like you did Bosa, if not better. Now that may subject you to not getting a four, but a five because Bosa did a five. But um, if you took that and extrapolated Bosa's deal out, then you're going to have very strong guarantees. Um, you're going to have substantially more fully guaranteed at signing than Hurts, who's at, at 110. Um, you're going to be over one, probably close to 165 fully guaranteed at signing and well over 200 million total guarantees given um, if you're going to plug how they did structured Bosa's deal into a $55 million per year contract. That's the argument I would make and I would keep hammering them home on that point if I represented Herbert. We'll see if that actually happens. We'll see who gets done first, Burrow or Herbert. But Cincinnati, if they do Burrow, they're going to establish a new precedent in terms of guarantees. Whichever one goes last gets the higher average. Lamar Jackson, none of these deals are going to help. Hurts isn't going to be as much of a benchmark for him as it will be for these guys, because these guys will be doing traditional deals. Jackson's going to have to uh, make a concession in, in terms of on the guarantee portion to get a deal done, so we'll see if he gets one done as well. But either way, the quarterback market is still going to change even more this offseason, because I suspect there will at least be two more deals done, Burrow and Herbert, and by the time it's all said and done, um, the best Hurts will be will be the third highest paid guy um, in the league. And that's just the nature of the beast. High-end contracts always said were made to be surpassed. It, you don't wait for some, at least to me, you don't wait for something else that could happen in the marketplace. If you, you negotiate your deal, and if it's what you want, and you're getting a deal that you're satisfied with, you do it. That's what Hurts did. Based on the reports, excellent deal for him. Um, we'll see the 
total breakdown of the cash flow, see how um, player-friendly it is. But if it's a traditional Philadelphia deal, it's not going to be overly backloaded. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look good for Nicole Lynn. So she, by all accounts, has done a great job, and I suspect that will still be the case once all the details are out on this deal. Well, that's going to be this week's uh, Inside the Cap. Uh, don't forget, you can find me on Twitter. That's Corey Joel, C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And you can check out my work at CBSSports.com. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time. Uh, goodbye.